Welcome to the Breathe Easy Critical Perspective Podcast. My name is Dominique Pepper, and in this podcast, we interview leaders and experts in critical care. And for today, we go to France to discuss targeted temperature management for cardiac arrest with non-shockable rhythm. Yeah, I'm a um, French physician. I'm a senior consultant in the intensive care unit of Nantes, uh, which is in the west of France, near the sea. Um, and I uh, worked uh, in ICU for approximately 10 days in the specific area of interest and in cardiac arrest, and especially on uh, therapeutic hypothermia or targeted team management. An absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast with us, uh, Jean-Baptiste. Um, so we're going to be discussing your uh, NEJM December 2019 article um, entitled Targeted Temperature Management for Cardiac Arrest with Non-Shockable Rhythm. Maybe you could go ahead and tell us why you performed this trial. Um, this is the, the, the beginning of my uh, ICU uh, uh, working. Uh, I have a special interest on, on cardiac arrest patients. Uh, and uh, some of my colleagues uh, um, work uh, on this topic in, in France and perform uh, uh, other trial. And um, when I look at the literature, the scientific literature on, on the topic, um, I saw that there is uh, nothing on the, on the non-shockable patient, uh, whereas it was the main um, modality of, of uh, cardiac arrest nowadays. And, and uh, I saw uh, uh, a large um, uh, difference between the, the previous trials, the 2002 at, at the beginning of the, of the design of the study, and the patient that we um, admit in the ICU. So uh, I want to change this, and I work with the head of the, the ICU, uh, Professor Renier, on, on this to obtain funding to, to perform this trial because uh, I was uh, I was convinced that the TTM was uh, uh, um, effective therapy, but I want to test it in, in, the, in the clinical context of, uh, of uh, ICU and after cardiac arrest because uh, we, we, we must uh, test our hypothesis in, uh, in the clinical context to, to verify that uh, the, the benefit for the patient is, is well and, and there is no adverse event. So I guess you... the main reason why I... Yeah. As, and that's the reason why you performed the trial. So maybe you could give us a bit of background about cardiac arrest and how big a problem it is and what the typical outcomes are without um, temperature management. Yeah, um, and the, 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 the numbers are approximately 200,000 or 300,000 um, cardiac arrest uh, uh, which occurred uh, each year in the, in the U.S. and approximately the same number in the Europe. Uh, and on that, uh, there is a large heterogeneity because it's not uh, really a disease, it's a syndrome. Um, and there is a huge difference between the cardiac arrest and shockable rhythm uh, with, um, uh, with STEMI or cardiac occlusion and the patient with uh, um, a left ventricular insufficiency with a respiratory failure and, and asphyxic cardiac arrest. So um, I, I think there is um, a very uh, strong improvement in the prognosis of the first uh, typology of the patient uh, with the, 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 the immediate orangeography coronarography, the, the IUD deployment by the bystander uh, um, witness and bystander CPR. 
Whereas uh, for the other part of the of the cardiac arrest, the non-circable cardiac arrest, the improvement was not uh, the same. Uh, so um, I think we we must uh, um, we must focus on cardiac arrest first because it's uh, under uh, under study uh, um, syndrome and under study uh, area of uh, of uh, illness, uh, but especially. Uh, also on cardiac arrest and non-circable rhythm because this is a very large heterogeneity on the cause and the consequence of cardiac arrest for, for those patients. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to, to add that the, 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 the literature which, uh, which take part in, in 2002 in the, in the same uh, issue of the New England Journal of Medicine was um, mainly focused on the circable rhythm um, and um, associated with the, the improvement in the patient prognosis. There is um, now the, the prognosis of this patient is really better. Uh, more than half of patients survive of cardiac arrest in circable rhythm, whereas it was not the same for, for the non-circable rhythm. So maybe the, the target for for the therapeutic hypothermia or targeted temperature management, switch from shockable to non-shockable rhythm during the last decade. Okay. And then in terms of how you performed your trial, maybe you could share with our audience um, which patients you enrolled, uh, where were they were located, um, and how does your study differ from previous studies on the same topic? Um, for uh, the first time, I think we choose to include patients with um, with non-shockable rhythm, um, uh, regardless of the location of the cardiac arrest. So we uh, included patients out, but also in hospital, because um, I, I didn't think the the location of the cardiac arrest is a is a strong matter, because uh, this is the witness which, which uh, will, will give us the the prognosis and a major prognosis. Um, um, and we choose to include patients with uh, uh, maximal no-flow and low-flow time because uh, in France and in Europe you, we use the no-flow time which is the, the, the time between the collapse and the first uh, basic life support and the low-flow time which is the time between the uh, basic life support and the and the and the WASC, the return of spontaneous circulation. Whereas in the, in North American country, um, the colleagues prefer the, the time from the 911 to to high level of uh, EMS. But the, the separation between the, these two times allow us a better um, uh, homogeneity for the, for the gravity of the patient and the, and the prognosis of those patients. And we choose to exclude, to exclude patients sorry, with very large no-flow and large uh, uh, um, low-flow time duration. Um, and uh, after that, we include the only patient um, uh, with uh, um, small or medium uh, infusion of norepinephrine, and we choose to exclude to patients probably too sick to benefit for the TTM intervention. And um, we have um, an heterogeneous population in terms of, uh, of causes and of uh, diagnosis at, uh, at, uh, on, on the main, on main factor for cardiac arrest, but in the in the more homogeneous gravity in terms of um, of uh, um, neurological injuries, and as we as we know nowadays, uh, the neurological injuries is probably the main target for TTM, and it, it was probably I think one of the main factors which led the, to the to the benefit of TTM in the, our trial. Okay. 
Definitely. And what were your primary findings? The primary finding was that the, the targeted temperature management at 33 uh, increased the neurological prognosis assessed by the CPC score, um, splitted between uh, 1 and 2, which is uh, good, uh, whereas uh, 3, 4, and 5 or less was was uh, was uh, not good was bad um on the by 4.5 percent um I, I want to say that the the the, the neurological the good neurological prognosis in the control group at 37 was uh, near five percent and it was increased by uh, uh an ratio of near two uh, by 10 percent in the in the 33 group so it's a um, patient with very poor prognosis, but with a very effective uh, um, treatment. So how would you interpret these findings? Would you recommend uh, target temperature management for all patients with cardiac and non-shockable rhythm? And the second part is, uh, what are the limitations of your study? Um, I, I strongly recommend that, and, uh, and uh, I, I think this is... Uh, um, a less expensive uh, treatment for a patient who, for whom we didn't have other treatment, we don't, we didn't have a, a medical intervention, and we didn't have a, a other treatment intervention because uh, uh, those patients are very rarely uh, with the stimuli, so the coronary angiography was not indicated uh, in a lot of of, uh, of patients. Uh, so it's uh, not very uh, expensive in terms of cost, but also in terms of adverse events, because there are no significant difference in any adverse uh, pre-specified adverse events between the two groups, um, and uh, it's uh, very effective in terms of uh, neurological improvement. Uh, for the, the second part of your question, the, the maybe the limits of the study, uh, maybe. Uh, we can think that the, the the control of the temperature in the in the control group, the 37 group, was not um, was not uh, effective for a small part of patients. A small part of patients um, expect fever in the 37 group, but we know that it's very difficult to 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 maintain patients at 37. Um, uh, even with a dedicated closed loop uh, device, uh, so maybe it's a, a little limit, uh, but uh, we have also uh, an increased literature uh, which indicates that uh, when you you choose to target 36, um, there is also patients who expect fever, so I, I think it's uh, it's like 36. And uh, also the fragility index was one uh, which uh, Indicate that when you you switch a patient for the with a good prognosis from the 33 to the 37 group, the the study um, um, came non-significant. But I think there is a, a very a diff, a very huge difference between the uh, statistical significance and the clinical significance because even the the study was not significant with a, a p at 0. Point, uh, Two or six three, and the clinical significance of uh, of uh, TTM at thirty three is very strong for for those patients. So let's uh, dive into that a little bit deeper. So you mentioned the fact that um, I think you referenced figure two in the paper. Um, the targeted temperature management was able to get down to thirty three degrees Celsius, but there actually was a range on that. It ranged from thirty one degrees to 
about 35, sometimes up to 36 degrees, whereas in the control group, uh, the average temperature was 37, but the range there um, was uh, sometimes 35 up to uh, 39. So how would you have better uh, ensure that uh, it's possible to get uh, more precise um, uh, temperature targets uh, in these uh, RCTs, or is, uh, are we going to have to accept that in the future? Um, I think the, the, the first answer is that we include patients with uh, in-hospital cardiac arrest. So maybe we included some patients with fever at the inclusion. So uh, in, in the first hour of the of the of the um, of the temperature figure, it was due to the fever at the at the environment, better than the the, the efficacy of the device. But um, but it. Probably one of the limitations, as you said, of the study, that the, the fluctuation of the temperature in the two groups was um, was uh, was not huge, but was medium. Uh, but we must use um, dedicated closed-loop uh, device to to maintain that in an acceptable range. Um, but again, um, even with the closed-loop, uh, when you you targeted uh, 37 um, the, the 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 range uh, outside the, the the security temperature uh, which is 37 or 38 as example in the TTM2 trial which is actually uh, currently unrolling is very is very small so it's very difficult to to maintain the patient in the acceptable range so you give a huge risk to 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 go upper and to and to have fever, but I I think it's just um, uh, a matter only for a small proportion of patients. Because in the in the figure um, in the figure two on the paper, this is the uh, 95% of values. So it's the box plot, but the median and the interquartile range is very uh, very more stringent with the 37 temperature. Okay, that's pretty useful to know. And then um, your study was a multi-center trial uh, conducted at, um, I think, 25 ICUs. Some clinicians may say, well, maybe there's something unique about uh, the patients in France or the clinicians in France, and we actually need to replicate this uh, trial in maybe the United States or Australia or in other parts of Europe um, or, or the East. Um, do you think those studies are needed before uh, we uh, endorse uh, targeted temperature management? Um, in fact, it was the first trial on, on the topic, but we have an increasing temperature, uh, an increasing literature on the temperature management after cardiac arrest. Um, and it was very difficult to conduce the trial um, with my colleagues because when you have a trial, then uh, we have 95% of patients who are enrolled in the trial who, who died. It's very difficult to, to maintain the, the adequacy uh, from, the, from, the, from colleagues to the protocol and other that. And I think um, maybe even we didn't have the same uh, uh, pre-hospital system of care in uh, in France or in Europe uh, uh, and in the U.S. the the ICU is pretty the same because when you you talk with uh, U.S. colleagues or Australian colleagues the the the, the pattern of care for post-cardiac arrest patients is almost the same worldwide. So I think the external validity of the of the trial is pretty good. Even we didn't uh, we didn't include patients only in France.
Okay. And John Baptiste, you mentioned the fact that um, with our targeted temperature management, outcome is generally poor. Um, 95% of patients uh, have poor outcome. And then with targeted temperature management, outcome does improve, but to 90%. Uh, some clinicians who uh, may have, you know, the half-glass-empty approach may, see, may say, well, is that really a good enough benefit? Whereas those with the half-glass-full may say, well, that's a really great uh, improvement. It's, it's, it's almost double an improvement in terms of survival. Um, how would you answer those uh, who may have the, half, the glass half empty? Um, I think we know maybe one thing for uh, cardiac arrest patient uh, admitted in DSU, that uh, it was very difficult to predict the prognosis, the long-term prognosis of the patient at the um, ICU Mission. And it was very difficult, and we must uh, keep in mind that it was different to, to have uh, the global prognosis of the cohort of patients included in the trial and uh, to take a decision on the one by, on, on direct uh, um, um, bed, bedside of the patient and to withdraw, because it's, it's the question near the, near the, the question to withdraw care. Uh, for the patient um, uh, too early in, in the in the in the process of care and in the process of neuropronostication. So even um, you have uh, all admission, uh, all exclusion and non-inclusion criteria uh, of the hyperion trial for a patient uh, at the bedside, you know that the, the prognosis is probably uh, between five and ten percent. But um, on the one by one on the uh, one by one cases. You can can give a, um, a strict estimation, and also you, we know that when those patients awake, they have um, um, large, um, in large part, a good quality of life, and they 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 have um, uh, they have um, autonomy and and can uh, go back to home. And I think the the, the main fact is that. Uh, the patient included uh, in the hyperion and we, we were in the 33 arm were more able to, to go at home and to have uh, to, to turn back to, to the work and, and to have uh, uh, social communication and social life than uh, those who are at 37. Well, that's very important to stress the fact that they were able to return uh, back to uh, the activities of daily life. So some clinicians also may ask um, what the long-term outcomes are of your patients. Uh, your trial looked at 90-day mortality. Is there any plan to release the data for uh, uh, one year or five years? Well, unfortunately, we didn't have funding for that. Uh, but uh, we, we have some uh, some data from other studies on long-term mortality, and we have the, uh, we know that uh, the the core outcome set, the, the COSCA guidelines for primary outcome in cardiac arrest trial, uh, fix the cutoff between three months and one or two years. Then the the the, the improvement in the prognosis in uh, take take part in the large. Uh, in the large proportion in the, in the first uh, three months of, uh, after the cardiac arrest. After that, the patient can improve, but the, the improvement is, is, um, is, uh, is, is less, um, and, uh, and uh, the, the large part of this improvement is uh, taken in the, in, the, in the three months after the cardiac arrest. And 
on other side, it's difficult to think that um, a treatment that you um, you perform at the first day uh, or during the, the first day of the ICU uh, uh, length stay um, has impact uh, one, two, or three years after because there is some other fact that uh, that uh, impact the prognosis and those patients, the comorbidity, the 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 the, the, the other. Um, the other cardiac uh, comorbidities and, uh, and other um, uh, um, event in the life of those patients that uh, maybe um, it's good to have a long-term outcome, but it's a balance between the too short and the too, too long. Well, that's pretty useful to know. So how would you say your study advances our understanding of targeted temperature management for cardiac arrest with non-chockable rhythm, and how is it going to change our clinical practice? Um, I think before the CD, uh, we, we know that the targeted temperature management was good for patients with chockable rhythm, and we didn't, we didn't know if it was good for non-chockable rhythm because we, we did not know if the patient was too sick to benefit from the intervention or it was a uh, was the, the best target. Now we know that the patients with non-shockable rhythm uh, are the best target for targeted temperature management, and uh, and this without more adverse event. So I, I think we must school patients, and especially the non-shockable rhythm, um, to 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 avoid uh, fever and even to avoid the 37 in, in those patients to 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 increase the prognosis of of those patients. But we have a lot to to three hours to perform um, yet, and and um, and uh, and to 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 fix how we can perform this uh, this uh, intervention. And in terms of future studies, what would you think? Uh, which future studies are needed in the field of uh, cardiac arrest or targeted temperature management? And is there anything in your trial that you would have done differently, or that in future trials you'd say, you know, this needs to be addressed because, due to certain limitations, we would uh, we would recommend this? Um, I, I think better that to 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 know if we must perform a CTM or therapeutic hypothermia. Uh, we must now focus on how to perform a TTM or, or therapeutic hypothermia because we uh, have some data from experimental data or animal studies that the, the, the shorter is the best, but we didn't have the device now. Uh, even um, in some, uh, some years ago, we used cold, uh, cold fluid to, to, to induce the, the, the hypothermia, but it is, um, it is not the, the good way because we have more re-arrest uh, with, with this. We have maybe some device, but uh, we didn't have clear data to, 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 to show an improvement in patient prognosis with this device. Maybe a future study uh, will be uh, on the way uh, uh, soon. And uh, uh, even in the, in the, in the delay of, uh, of uh, therapeutic hypothermia inducing, uh, we have the longer how many times, because we have data from the TTM 24-24, TTM 48 uh, hours, which has um, non-significant but uh, which show a trend. So how many times, maybe we can uh, individually individualize the time of TTM for a patient uh, according to to some um, baseline characteristic of of the patient and how we can rewarm those patients. We have another monocentric study on how to rewarm, maybe 
faster or slower. And uh, on the on the associated um, therapeutics, such as uh, the severing management, the sedation management, the nutrition management, and we have um, yet a lot to do to to improve some some uh, some other part of the of the of the bundle of uh, therapeutic uh, hypothermia for for the patient. A big thank you to Dr. Lascaro. And a big thank you to all of you for listening to the Breathe Easy Critical Perspective podcast. I'm Dominique Pepper for the American Thoracic Society.